there! Welcome to Coalesce, a podcast for the modern day woman. I'm Joy. I'm Natalie. I'm May. And today we have a very special guest with us, May, the co-founder of Commune Wear. Commune Wear aims to bring handcrafted footwear made with genuine leather at an affordable price point, prioritizing both comfort and style. Each collection is named after Satine Myanmar, with design inspiration drawn from the unique elements that each city has to offer. And of course, we'll have May share more about that later. These high-quality leather shoes are designed in Myanmar and made by their skilled artisans. With their passion and dedication to crafting and products that are made to last, Commune Wear hopes to encourage a more sustainable approach to fashion choices. Thank you so much for being here with us, May. And Yay. to start us off, we're going to ask you some quick fire questions. So don't, sure. don't need to think too long about answers. Okay. Just say whatever what. Whatever comes. Yeah. I'm prepared now. All right. Okay. Question number one. What's your favorite holiday spot? Favorite holiday spots? I would say Switzerland. Wow. Ooh. I only know Switzerland from your crash landing on you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they had... It looks exactly like really? that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Switzerland. What is your favorite shoe or favorite type of shoe? Favorite type. Mules, for sure. Because yeah. slip on and go. Yes. All correct. right. Where's the furthest place you've been to from Singapore? America. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What are three things you cannot leave home without? Three things. Uh, of course, shoe. Commute wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Phone. Mm-hmm. And I would say airport. Like earpiece. Like uh, airport. And last one. One person you cannot live without. My parents and my siblings. Aww. For sure. Okay. More than one. For sure. But just them. Mm. I think would be enough. That's nice. Yes. Very nice. Okay, so let's get started with mm. the podcast. So why don't you just share with us and introduce yourself to our listeners, introduce your brand to our listeners, and also how did everything begin? Okay, I think I think everything falls into place at the right time for us at Communeware. For the passion for fashion, it came around uni days. Mm. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And uh, back in, I think first year, I was in mechanical engineering. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's totally. embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think during one of the holidays, I wanted to go and pursue uh, a fashion degree, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make sense at that point because I was pursuing engineering as well. So I signed up for a summer course mm. uh, at Central Saint Martin. I got in, oh, but wow. but yeah, being like holding a non-Singapore passport, oh, I couldn't right. get a visa. But oh, on hindsight so. now, when I look back. It was a good setback because yeah. after that, every opportunity that came for fashion related, yeah. I took it on. Yeah, yeah for commune wear itself, uh, it was back in 2019. I was traveling to Thailand for a work. Uh, it was a very, very last minute impromptu uh, work event. And this works completely unrelated. Yeah, to unrelated. Away, yeah. It was engineering related. Yeah. Decided to do some retail therapy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I came across this craftsman. That was when we found the shoes. Okay. So it was like a few layers of leather stick together. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the shoe that you see now, but it was as comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I bought them back and my family and my best friend was really supportive. I showed them the pair of shoes and mm-hmm. yeah, that's how it all started. I think just now I was sharing with you guys mm-hmm. about how my best friend's husband almost burned down his house. I mean like he was burning the shoe to show us that it's real leather. Mm-hmm. We were a bit dubious at the start. We don't know whether Whether it was... or not it's real leather. Yeah, correct. And I think after that episode, the shoe didn't burn, didn't melt. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I'm not encouraging our audience to start burning <laughs> our head, leather handbags and shoes. But I think that gave us the faith, the push to mm-hmm. start yeah. the brand. Yeah. yeah. 
before this we were having dinner, right? Then May was sharing with us the story of how the burning shoe like started their business. <laughs> so apparently, to test whether leather is real or not, you gotta burn it. Because real leather doesn't burn, right? I mean, it does like get burned. Okay, it doesn't melt. Yeah, it doesn't melt. Real leather so doesn't So there will be smell and then there will be that little black burn ring. Mm, yeah. yeah, but if it's like a polyester leather uh-huh. uh, or like, you know, vegan leather, it will mm. melt. Yeah, so mm. there was one sign. So mm. yeah, that's, I mean. It's genuine leather. Yes, and like, I think my best friend and me, who is also my co-founder, yeah, we always wanted to start a business together. I think that gave us the push. You guys mm. are saying that you met, I mean, you've been friends since 12. Yeah, we were secondary school friends, volleyball oh, yeah. teammates. Wow. And yeah, we've been in contact. We always have, like, you know, always texting each other, even though we are at different parts of the world. Mm. And I think that still kept us close. Even when I moved back to Myanmar, yeah. uh, we still chat all the time. And we've come here where, even though we are at different points in our life, um, her with her kids, me moving back to Myanmar to work, but we had a connection point. Like, you know, still a lot of things mm. to talk about and Komiwa is part of it. Yeah, oh, that's great. I mean, with so many things that you've got on your plate, you know, for you, you have your work and then for your best friend, she's got her children and family. Was there like any defining push moment that mm. made you like, yes, you're going to go and you're going to start coming other than the burning shoe? Other than the burning shoe, I think <laughs> definitely the uniqueness of the shoes. Mm. I think uh, we are so used to a world of like, you know, perfectly made shoes. This was really like handcrafted, yeah. very natural. There were, that you know, little cut that went a little off. Uh, the stitching that went, mm-hmm. it was very raw. Okay. It's still very perfect in our eyes. And when we, when I first bought it, that was what attracted me to the pair of shoes mm-hmm. and the comfortness. I used to spend a huge percentage of money on shoes because mm-hmm. you know you travel for work. You always wanted like comfortable shoes. Yeah. It was really comfortable. And my parents, my siblings, uh, they always knew I wanted to pursue fashion. But then, you know, I totally geared off and went to do engineering. So I think they were very supportive as well. And when they saw the product, they kind of knew or they were very confident this was it. If it had come like earlier on in my life, I would not have embarked on it because I think moving back to Myanmar really made me more confident, know more about my capabilities and like just being more brief. You are based in Singapore now. So why don't you share with our audience your background or past few years, where you've been in like Myanmar or Singapore or like, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm actually a Burmese. I was born in Myanmar. Um, I grew up in Singapore since I was three and I've been in Singapore most of the time. But back in 2016, I had an opportunity to move back uh, to help in the family business. So... 2016 was a really, really big year for me. I went from Singapore and then back to Myanmar to be my dad's secretary. So I literally followed him around, writing down notes and everything. And funny thing is the notes wasn't much about the meeting. It was mostly about, Dad, what was the word that you used just now? I didn't understand what you were saying. So I had to relearn everything. I started from learning Burmese again. I speak Burmese, but it was a very broken Burmese. And all the meetings were in Burmese. Yeah, precisely. So half the time, I don't know what they were talking about. So I had to have a tuition teacher coming in twice a week. So I had to relearn how to read, how to write, uh, learn the right Burmese words to use. And I had to relearn the system uh, as well. So for engineering, you know, we are using... uh, like the meter, the metric system. And for Myanmar, it's the imperial system, which is right. the American, you know, uh, we use the ounces, uh, that yes. kind of thing. Yes. Oh, it wow. was really tough. I remember my dad and my engineer almost flipped. I was like, oh, one foot is 10 <laughs> inches. And they were like, no, it's 12. It's-. Yeah, so I had to relearn everything from the industry. I had to relearn the language. I had to relearn even how to make friends. Mm. It took me three, about three years to find my balance. So because of COVID, uh, I moved back to Singapore back in 2020. Communwell was founded in 2019. 
Yeah, we didn't come here with part-time all this while and finally now we decided to pursue it full-time. Was it like a moment where you're like, yes, we're gonna do it full-time? What, like, what was the switch like? Uh, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like, what we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, COVID kind of pushed us uh, because being based uh, physically in Singapore and my work being back in Myanmar, right. I was either supposed to find a full-time job or... Yeah. I mean, I can still work remotely, uh, but they're very supportive. My parents, my siblings, who still runs the family business, they want me to pursue something that I love. Mm. Yeah, so here I am. We'll see where Communeware will take us. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Okay. Yeah, okay, let's talk more about the Communeware shoes. First, we know that they are fireproof. So what inspires you? What inspires the designs? How, like, how do you get your ideas from? So from the very, very, very start, uh, we wanted Commune Wear to be inspired by Myanmar. Mm. So at the very start, uh, we used to travel a lot when we had the luxury of traveling. Uh, we usually would visit the different cities uh, to draw inspiration from it. For example, Pa'an is one of the cities in Myanmar. It's really beautiful. We try our best to take inspiration from there, the colours. And uh, other parts of designing is definitely things that we really love, like shoes that we were looking for in our life, um, like heels that we were looking for, loafers that we were looking for, muse design that we were looking for. One inspiration that was really important was comfort. So no matter how, uh, we always wanted the shoes to be really comfortable. So how do you get connected with your artisan? Oh. Is it the same one in Thailand when you went for work? So he's actually a second gen running his own, uh, his dad's family business. Mm. So his dad has been doing it for, if I'm not wrong, 20 to 30 years, uh, actually even more. So he used to supply to Italy as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, the son came in. He actually, He's actually educated in America. Mm-hmm. So he could speak English. Oh, so that really okay. helps. I mean, I can understand Thai, I think. No, not really. But I mean, my <laughs> mom. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. Yeah, so him speaking in English really helped. And he, uh, we con- kind of connected because we're both second gen, right? Mm. So the struggles and difficulties that we have. Second gen in like family business. Yeah, family right business. So he's still the main person, but we work with different craftsmen. So now the team is about a, a group of 10. It's also still expanding at this moment because we decided to house them in the workshop. Uh, the workshop is like a little bungalow. So the upstairs accommodation. Yeah, yeah the workshop is... And you're only working for community? Uh, or like a mix of different... So they also do like different mm-hmm. items, okay. uh, designs as well. Uh, but for now, community is their main customer. As a brand owner, do you have any like tips or how to be confident, how to be comfortable, how to be stylish all the same? <laughs> I think firstly, it's like our body type, right? We know yeah. our shape and everything. I think feet um, is something that is not, not mm. talked about mostly. Yeah. So I actually only found out recently that we all have like different shapes of feet. Oh, There's okay. white feet, slim feet, uh, high instep, low instep, uh, bony feet and like meaty feet. So that really will change the kind of uh, shoes that you're supposed to wear. Uh, there's also customers that have bunions. So oh, it's like me, white it's feet. me. Yeah. <laughs> so one at the side, right? Yeah, like the cold. The, the there's bone. a thingy protruding yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of have to know your shape and you kind of have to wear shoes that fit your leg. Just because um, it's trending and everything, it might not suit your feet because comfort is still key. I also like to think that the shoes should have a support, just like how you should have supports in life. So <laughs> so we added a lot of like memory foam into it. Uh, industry term is called EVA foam. Yeah. And lining is so important. It's something that a lot of big brands are cutting costs on. We still stick to true like, you know, leather what lining. What is lining? So it's the lining, the, the lining inside the shoes where your foot... And feet will be rubbing. Oh, yeah, it could be the top or the bottom. I see. The lining. Okay. But actually, the lining is really important because that's where your skin is like um, rubbing against. Mm. 
leather is very beautiful because it gets softer and softer over time and wow. it stretches and moves to your feet. So it doesn't necessarily have to be leather, but I, I love that part of, like, you know, that trait about leather and it really yeah. ages gracefully. Mm. When you were talking about memory foam, I just yeah. realised that <laughs> pillows are made of yeah, memory like foam, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so we wear commune wear shoes, yeah. we, we feel like I'm... <laughs> Stepping on my pillow when yes, I walk. Yes, you feel like it. <laughs> Especially the sanders and the sliders as well as the mm, muse. It's yeah. really soft. Was there like a long like a long period of like testing to like, you know, back back and forth, back and forth of like if I need the perfect shoe? I think we were we got lucky. Our craftsmen mm. really took pride in what they do. So even them, they themselves, they didn't want to cut costs, especially during COVID. A lot of places closed down. Uh, our tanneries closed down. Our sponge supplier closed down. But they always had plan B, plan C. About finding the right stuff. I went for a class earlier this year to understand how shoes are made so that I'll be a better partner to my craftsmen as well like I won't ask them for a ridiculous requirement so I really really appreciate handcrafted shoes a lot more like, I watch them do it but they make it look so effortless <laughs> so I, I yeah. didn't know how bad it, I mean how tough it yeah. can be until I did my own like first derby shoes for men it was oh, so you made difficult. your own shoes yeah wow. it's wearable I think <laughs> yeah so good I think yeah. like we'll be able to work with a partner who gets your brand who gets your vision who gets you know yeah. what you're trying to get out yes sure. it's one of the very important thing I think and also yeah. the gut instinct at the very first time yeah. like once we met him we knew you know we could go far yeah. you know work together to the extent that I was totally okay visiting them by myself like one girl mm. by myself to like you know just go there visit mm. get the yeah. letter done but of course my parents were worried they were like you only met him once right? you know <laughs> you wanna go like visit and yeah. everything so my brother came along and yeah it was really fun uh, they were very open they shared where the supplies are from That's and they nice. let us visit different tanneries and touch them ourselves and like yeah understand more about the industry so now that we are doing this whole topic and whole theme on um, journeys and the journeys that we've been on, and you already shared the journey that you've been on with Communeware and the entire brand, uh, how about your own journey? Is there any particular uh, defining moments or defining seasons that have shaped you to become who you are today? Or yeah, just any important moments of your life or milestones in particular? Yeah, so uh, being an engineer, I like to compartmentalize everything, right? Mm. So even like... Uh, the different seasons in my life so I like to think that there's three major ones but what really really shaped me and grew me as a person is still Myanmar yeah. uh, I think that was the first time I get to live with my parents uh, growing up it was always uh, I didn't get the chance to live with my parents oh. so I learned so much from them like first hand wisdom for my dad he really chased his dream he never gave up and I remember one time on our way home from work uh, ask him like what is your dream and he was like actually I would want to be an architect like build houses and this is before he started yeah yes. no I mean we already started okay. our uh, real estate development right. but our family business wasn't real estate at the very start mm. it was like different traits so he jumped into this real estate development when he was 60 years old wow. so wow. yeah so oh, wow. an inspiration <laughs> yeah it is so uh, he loves to dream big like uh, even jumping into a new industry you will start small right like yeah. maybe let's start with building a house uh, that when hits in starting a building a condo that was almost like 160 units with shop houses wow. so that's, that's really brave and I think he set a huge tone to our whole family yeah. and like how 
you know, it's never too late to chase your dream. You know, at 60, you're supposed to retire, but, you know, starting yeah. a new industry, new company, new job. And he really yeah. taught us, like, you can start from scratch. Mm. Yeah, so it's possible. Uh, yeah. It might be tough, but it will be very fulfilling. Yeah, and that goes so. to show how like, important it is to also, like, walk behind like the people who are leading the way yes. like whoever they are whether it's your parents or whether it's your siblings yes. or your friends you're walking behind heroes mm, who yeah. have paved the way for you to yeah. be inspired and be empowered by them yeah we were very lucky like Myanmar really shaped us also cause for community when we started out uh, we were a very very small team right mm. like a, a little startup but the community was very very welcoming the different industry the different owners really uh, worked with us collaborated yeah. with us in a short span of I think 6 months to a year we worked with over 15 brands Oh, it's always like unheard of yeah. yeah it ranges from like a fashion owners to like restaurant owners to even embassies uh, and hotels so there was this very strong energy of creating even in the fashion industry itself like uh, we were collaborating with each other wow. we were doing photo shoots together we were doing runways together and yeah they would think of each other like to rope each others in and it was always a win-win like you know there was no like uh, taking advantage of each other yeah. it was very fun it was really very fun period and yeah, that community really um, helped us in starting up and yeah. getting really confident in our own skin and f- figuring out who commune wear is. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the people who walk in front of you and then now you have the people who are like walking with, with you. you. Yeah, and it is. With you. Such an empowering and collaborative space. It is. Yeah. We were very lucky. We were very, very blessed uh, mm. to start out that way. Yeah. yeah. Even our very first pop-up, our very first initial debut, was a three-way collaboration. It was with this um, drink and draw event. Okay. Uh, so um, my other co-founder Kelly uh, mm. started this drink and draw event, cool. and then we collaborated with our artists as well. So it was a three brand starting out, and yeah, since day one, it was all about collaboration, community, and that's yeah. how Communeware came about. The name itself, Commune. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, so like you've really talked about like how you have people who've gone ahead of you, the people who are collaborating, your partners, your own partners in uh, Myanmar. Um, what are some other things or other traits that you think is important for someone to go on a journey, whether or not it's entrepreneurship? Any other things that you think is needed to help us walk far and to journey on? In life. In life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, there's, a, there's a saying in uh, Burmese. Mm. Uh, uh, I think it started from Pali, which is also a subset of um, Sanskrit. Mm. It's called Meta. It's spelled as M-E-T-T-A. Yeah, it means to spread kindness and to spread uh, positivity in the world. So I think uh, just having grace and kindness, uh, just trying to do practice that. I'm sure like, you know, there are good days and bad days, but just drawing strength every day to remember to be kind to yourself, to the people around you. That's something that is really needed uh, in this world right now. Uh, Another thing that I think is very important is being very adventurous and curious. Uh, Like now, like... I'm really quite shy, so having to do podcasts is really quite a big step for us. So thankful. (laughs) And uh, I would love to say, like, stepping out of comfort zone will really open up a whole new world. Uh, saying yes to more things but of course set set the right b- uh, boundaries uh, don't do things that's way too uncomfortable or too yeah. dangerous but enough so that you know you get to try out life you yeah. get to like practice and I would like to say chatty like being able to start <laughs> conversations yeah. yeah I think conversations are so important that's how everything starts yeah. I feel it could just be a thought of uh, a thought in your head but you just have the conversation with your friends your loved mm. one your family it could start something a campaign a business idea or Anything. I think mm. conversations are so important. And 
one thing now I can I could think of is asking for help and okay, also yeah. willing to help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that it's okay to ask for help even from people from the industry, people yeah. that you know. Uh, just be kind and nice while you're asking and also mm. be willing to help them back if they need it. That's actually so great actually. Like when you talk about conversations, um, I think conversations was really what sparked off this whole podcast and mm. why we are doing this whole podcast because yeah. we hope to have conversations to like inspire yeah. our listeners and ourselves actually yeah. and the whole spirit of collaboration that's really what we're all about also I, I, I love that we're having like this conversation and collaborating mm. with commune where it's so nice to have a space where people are not competitive in a sense and yeah, yeah you, you really just want to see each other succeed and grow right. together yeah. Right. Yeah. and I always think like once you give your best there's no regrets because yeah. you know that you know that's the best you can give and yeah uh, I think just compete with yourself to be yeah. a better yeah. version that's where you really have no regrets yeah and I actually love what you brought up during our earlier conversation during dinner about how we're always afraid of or like starting something because we're, we're obsessed with perfection we want something mm. to be perfect before we start or before we put it out right but I think that mindset might not be helpful all the time because if if everything is perfect then you know this podcast would have never started we wouldn't have started <laughs> yeah, commune where I don't think we'll ever be perfect yeah. but it's about the courage to do it and to start even though you know it's not perfect because it's a constant journey of refining and getting better all the time right I think the most important thing is to take the first step like my uh, co-founder Kelly I really have to thank her she was really brave uh, to really push Communeware to take the first step mm. to you know bring Communeware out of our mind and our house yeah, and of our space so yeah I think it starts with conversation and yeah. then taking the next yeah. step and like watching what um, people around you are doing and being yeah. inspired. And I like how like when you watch, I mean, not watch, I guess, you, you, you look at people's journeys. It doesn't always have to be a jealousy thing or it doesn't always mm. have to be a comparing thing, but you're looking at them to gain inspiration from mm. them, which I think is a very refreshing Correct. perspective. Yeah. yeah, and then we are in such a, a great period of time where you get to see snippets of their life through Instagram yeah, and I think true. social media can work in our favour yeah. uh, to pick up like I mean pick up great things yeah. and on that note if there was anything you could tell our listeners like anything at all what is something you would want everyone to know I would like to say I was just sharing this at dinner just now you are what you believe and just keep believing in certain things things will just fall into place I was sharing with uh, Ned and Joy earlier that uh, I wanted to get better at writing this year as well as uh, public speaking. I was just sharing my friend one day and then later did I know Amanda, also part of um, LS, uh, reached out to Communeware asking if the co-founders would like to uh, speak uh, on the podcast. See? Practicing public speaking. I'm getting better, I hope. <laughs> so I think the last thing would be like to walk your own timeline. Yeah. Everybody have different timeline. Uh, Communeware came at the right time for us because we were mentally prepared. We were more confident of ourselves. We, yeah, we were more forgiving of our mistakes. We yeah. know our capabilities. So if it have come at different time, uh, we would might not have been prepared. Uh, yeah. That might there are still great things still coming. So I think we just have to seize the opportunity yeah, when definitely. it comes. Yeah. Like and, you're right here for a season. You where you are is where you're meant to be. And what opportunities are meant to come correct and you don't have to get so stressed out that you know your friend's doing this that's so good and speaking of timelines speaking of updates is there any exciting things coming for Communeware I know you are going to launch a new Mm. collection correct we are launching a new collection so by the time this podcast is launched it could have been launched or maybe there's a delay I don't know (laughs) but uh, it's called Between Season it's really something very close to our heart something very special because the whole of 2020 it was 
a lot of setbacks, kills didn't work out, the loafers didn't work out. Usually our sam- sampling stages are quite fast. But with these two products, it just got sent back time and time and time again. Yeah, and now that we look back, it's a setback, but it's a waiting period where we redefine our skills, we get to know ourselves better. And with that, we've come to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, Mei, for joining us and sharing your story. I really loved hearing about your journey in both Myanmar and Singapore and Commonwealth's journey as well. To stay updated with all our latest content and see who will be joining us next, follow us on Instagram at A-L-E-S-C-E underscore co or visit our website at www.ales.co and follow CommuneWare on Instagram too. <laughs> Once again, I'm Joy. I'm Natalie. I'm me. And this has been Co-Ales, the podcast. Bye! Bye! Bye.